Welcome to Prop Chat. We are here to talk about property, the ups, the downs, and how you can get started in property investing. And now, here's your host, Dave McGlashan. Hello and welcome back to Prop Chat. First and foremost, apologies for the brief hiatus we took over there. We, we got a little busy. Um, but what we're doing is getting straight back into podcasting by giving you some of our recorded content, some of our live webinars that we've been doing. Um, so there's a nice big backlog for you guys to work through. I uh, really hope you enjoy it. If you want to catch these live, it happens on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1 o'clock on our Facebook page. You're welcome to join us. Otherwise, the recordings will always come up over here on the podcast. So you're welcome to catch up here. Hey, fellow South Africans, it's Andrew Walker here from the SA Property Investors Network. And we're coming to you again with yet another live uh, Facebook uh, page w- with regards to updates with how COVID-19 is affecting us as South Africans. So, ladies and gents, today is all about how COVID-19 is affecting the Airbnb market, the short-term, the short-term let market. And, you know, should some of these Airbnb hosts be thinking about moving their properties uh, from the Airbnb strategy? into long-term lets. And today I've got Robin Booth, who is a property investor himself, and he has Airbnbs across South Africa. And we're also joined by Paul Stevens, the CEO um, of Just Property, one of the largest letting agents in South Africa. Now, ladies and gents, if you're joining us for the first time, uh, we do these live updates every single week on a Tuesday at one o'clock and a Thursday at one o'clock. Um, and the purpose of these updates is to update as many South Africans as we can to help you manage build your property portfolio, because I'm sure you'll agree with me that we are in uncertain times and no one really has a mirror ball. So all we can do is communicate with you and update you. Now, if you're not aware of our, of our current page where we're recording all these webinars, this webinar right now will be recorded. All the previous recordings are on our COVID page. If you all just quickly go to www.jointsapper.com forward slash COVID-19, it is free to register. Please put your details in, and there you'll see all the other webinars we've had. We've interviewed Solar State, Michelle Dickens, who's got the free rental recovery pack. We've got a full section on fake news and real news. So please stay tuned in every single week, and we've got some really exciting speakers for next week as well. Now, ladies and gents, we want to know from you right now, please, on Facebook, can you go on now and tell us, where are you? Are you a landlord? Are you a tenant? Let us know if you're currently an Airbnb host. Let us know if you do have short-term links. Let us know if, you, if, you, if you're facing any difficulties, if you're struggling with your, with your Airbnb or any short-term lettings. We've got two very important, two specialists on the line with us now. So even though we've got some, I've got some popular questions in front of me, and I want to ask Robin Booth his opinion. I want to ask Paul his opinion on the current situation. Uh, my team will be sending me some live questions. So if you're there right now on Facebook, can you please share this with your friends, family, and colleagues, anyone that you know that is in the short-term learning space or the Airbnb space? Share it and let us know. Post on there, engage with us. Let us know, Andrew, yes, I've got, a, I've got an apartment in Cape Town and I'm struggling. What does Robin Booth recommend I do? Does Paul have any advice on this? So we want you to ask questions in the session. We want you to engage. So ladies and gents, um, Without further ado, I want to introduce our two speakers. As I said, we've got Robin Booth. I'm going to ask Paul Stevens to introduce himself, who he is, um, his experience in property, and then I'm going to come back to Robin, and I'm going to start asking some of the common questions we've had. So over to you, Paul. Hi. Um, thank you, Andrew, for the introduction, and it's great to be here with you all. Um, uh, yeah, I'm Paul Stevens, CEO of Just Property, and along with that, uh, I'm a property investor, just, just like I think a lot of you are. 
um, that have joined joined this meeting. Um, so I've been a property investor for many years through through some good times and some bad times. Um, also played a little bit on Airbnb, so it's it's going to be interesting to see what questions unravel here. And um, yeah, great to be part of the the session. Absolutely, thank you, Paul. Robert, over to you. Introduce yourself, and then I'm going to start firing some questions at you. Uh, thanks, Andrew. To be honest, at the moment, I feel like I'm a relationship manager in <laughs> to my landlords. And of course, fundamentally at the moment is a problem uh, solution finder, right? We want to find solutions to these problems, these challenges that everyday investors are facing, especially in South Africa, because we've got a really unique situation of a very quick lockdown without yeah. us really being able to prepare as property investors for handling the situations. Um, and I'm sure that's going to lead into a whole lot of stuff, right? So, yes, I invest in property in South Africa, in the US, in the USA. I have commercial, I have Airbnb, I have student housing, general, just buy to let. And, you know, what I'm really finding, of course, is that everything is happening quickly at the moment. And it's our ability to keep level-headed and to pivot and adapt is really what distinguishes those um, successful real estate investors. And I think that's exactly what we're going to do here. I mean, in my Airbnb units, I had the fortunate position that as soon as our president said we're in lockdown, straight after that announcement, I went and repivoted my Airbnb rentals to no longer look for short-term uh, lets like, like the normal uh, travel lets. I went straight into who wants to lock down safely in one place. And I redid that in all of my units as well as my students' units were actually you know, filled up, which just means we've got through the first phase. Now what happens after that is the whole question that I really want to talk to yourself and our guests about, and our, our participants about. Absolutely, absolutely, Robin. So I've got a question here from Sarah in Cape Town. Um, I've got two units, one in Cape Town and uh, one in Durban. What can I do during lockdown? Do I just sit back and do nothing or is there anything I can do just to be a bit more proactive? So... I'm going to say definitely yes. And although we have the legal regulation that there is no traveling, we cannot move, we are locked down, there are still people out there who will be needing short-term accommodation. And to think about who those people are, it's the medical people, the people on the front line. It will be even the people, for example, who are dealing with grocery stores or uh, all of our big retail stores that can still be open for, for the essential services. They're all needing to go out there. And if I just put myself in their shoes, the last thing I want to do if I'm still going out there into the public is go back into my family and run the risk of infecting my household and the people that are dear to me. So they're looking right now for places that they can go to where they can just, it's like a temporary base that would be close to their work. And those are the people that we want to target now because obviously no one else is traveling. So in that case, my suggestion is take okay. a look where are the hospitals? Where are the medical centers? Where are the shops that are still open? And I would contact them and say, I have a unit that if you're looking for something, it's rent ready. It's available right now for someone to come and base themselves in and still be able to travel without the risk of infecting their family. So immediately we can get a proactivity going in. Absolutely. So that's, I, I'm assuming, Robert, if your apartment is in that type of area, close to hospital, close to shops, um, what about if someone's got a holiday place in Port Elizabeth or Durban uh, where it's not close to one of those and this person's sitting with an apartment right now, what would you advise they do? Would you advise they sit tight? Would you advise they start thinking of an exit strategy? What would you say to them? So I would definitely suggest in those situations because there's not much else they can do to attract people coming in because the movement is only going to be to those people who have uh, the, um, the, I guess, the permission to travel or to move. 
I would then definitely be looking at the next phase, which is what we're going to move into, which is what happens post-lockdown. So yeah. that now they're actually nearly already securing those bookings and planning for that. You know, because the fascinating thing is, uh, you know, Andrew, in the property investing world, South Africans seem to take a more passive stand. They're not really out there originating, taking initiative. And in this market, it's taking initiative, which is definitely going to get you booked first and actually you surviving this. So at the moment, it's 21 days. We're all impacted. But what comes after this is really going to differentiate your long term, your longevity of and feasibility of surviving as opposed to just saying, well, I'm going to wait to hear what goes on. I think we should be acting right now in changing the variables that we can control and we can discuss those now. Absolutely, uh, Robin. And you've been a master at short-term accommodation. Paul, I'm, I'm going to come to you, Paul. you more in the long-term space or medium to, to long-term. Am, am I right? Correct, Andrew, yes. And when, when we talk medium to long-term, we're talking more your six to 12-month lets. Sure. Um, and, and what's your take on if someone came to you now, Paul, and said, look, Paul, um, I know you in the medium to, to long-term lettings. I'm an Airbnb host, and I'm thinking of converting my apartment to medium long-term. I mean, what comes to mind? Should they be getting rid of furniture? Can they rent it up fully furnished? What do you think, Paul? Andrew, there are a few things that they're going to need to take into account. And I, and I think first and foremost, as, as property investors, what is the most important thing that we look at? We look at our, our return, our yield, you know. So this is, I think, a big thing that, that your typical Airbnb investor needs to understand, that when you shift from, from an Airbnb model or short-term rental model, to a more long-term model, depending again on the area that you're in, your return is not going to be the same. You, you, you're certainly not going to achieve the same returns that you that you were prior. And I, I was just chatting to Robin before this session that this is not the first time this thing has happened. We've seen this unfold uh, probably about two years ago in the Western Cape, uh, Cape Town in particular, where there was a, a big flood of Airbnb units and about two, two years ago, we started seeing a lot of those units um, unfurnishing and returning again to the long-term let market. It did somewhat have an effect on our market, our market, I'm talking the long-term let market, because we saw a flood of, of um, properties and, and stock coming back onto the market, which starts to affect the price and the return that your, your investors are getting. So. You, you need to be looking at the area and understanding the area that you're in specifically and, and going on to big portals like private property and P24, speaking to your agents in the area and understanding what the, the you know, is there a demand for long-term lets in your area is the most, probably one of the most important things to look at before you jump into this to, to understand, is there actually a demand? You know, if you're sitting in a, in a town um, that's a lot more isolated, that's a coastal town, um, like a Hermanus or something like that. There's not necessarily Airbnb, there might be lots of demand, but long-term let, there might not be quite the same demand. And yes, you're on top of it and you've spoken to an agent and you've been advised, yes, there is a demand, but you are going to be looking at lower returns. You're going to look at issues like, do I actually keep the property furnished or don't I? And this you won't know till you sort of do a little bit of research and you speak to people in the know-how and, and hence me always referring to an agent, but you can do a little bit of this research yourself. You can go online and see what availability of furnished properties are there. Most long-term lets require unfurnished properties. So that does pose a problem as an Airbnb unit. You're going to have to unfurnish your property. Very often you might have to go pay for, for self-storage to put it away or hopefully have a place that you, you can store the stuff 
Um, I presume this is something that you're going to be looking at as a temporary thing because when the demand starts and travel starts happening again, which inevitably is going to happen, you're going to want to furnish it again and start working your business. Uh, another thing to consider is that, you know, Airbnb being your place, it's, it's quite a management task. You're doing a lot, taking a lot of work. Hence, people like Robin, it's, it's their business. They do it for people. Um, it, it's quite a task to keep that place lit, keep it managed, clean, whereas your long-term lets is a very different different thing. You, you can then spend your time where I often advise long-term letting people is, is spend your time as, a, as an investor finding new properties. Go and look for new opportunities and there's no better time than now. You know, people are sitting at home. You, you, this time you need to use wisely. You need to be using this opportunity to spot um, what is out there and what great things are going to come and, and great things come out of adversity like this and that's, that's what as investors we should be looking for out there. Absolutely, Paul. I'm going to come to Robin all about, are, does Robin see any opportunities? Because, Paul, we, we don't know if we'll be in lockdown until the six, well, until after the 16th. Are we going to be free? Are we going to be in lockdown until May? We don't know, right? But I do agree with you, but I do feel the coronavirus will be controlled at some point, and there will be some opportunities. So be, before I come to you, Robin, for the people that have just joined us live um, on Facebook, just remember all the updates with regards to how COVID-19 is affecting us, real news versus fake news, all the webinars. Uh, we're going to be asking our speakers, uh, Paul and Robin, to give us some, some good information on that COVID page to help you as property investors. Just go to www.joinsapin.com forward slash COVID-19. And please let us know now, are you in the short-term rental market? Are you an Airbnb host? Are you worried? Do you have any questions for Paul or Robin? We will be taking some questions at the end of this. So Robin, I was having a, a discussion with you earlier on about, you know, should we all get out of the Airbnb? Should we all stay in the Airbnb? Um, what's your opinion on whether there will be an opportunity afterwards? So I'm going to say, first and foremost, definitely opportunities. Opportunities like I've never seen before. Okay. Really is to give some suggestions to those hosts who are in Airbnb who want to stay in and to make sure they can actually get out of this without maybe having to shift to, well, how do we grow and expand? So if I can actually just backtrack that and just really say, like, here we are in this, in this crisis, right? And in many ways, we're putting on an entrepreneurial thinking hat. And like I mentioned, if we just think about where is the demand going to be, then can we pivot our units or our rental strategy to actually meet that, 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 that demand? Because at this moment, no one really is doing that in South Africa in the Airbnb market. And what I mean by that is, like I mentioned, you know, who's needing it now during the lockdown? And I even you know, take into account, look at the police. You know, there are people out there in the streets who are you know, helping us. They're, they're doing service. If one of them perhaps suddenly get positive or test and they come out positive, they're going to have to go into isolation. Where are they going to go? They're not going to go back home. Something is going to be needed. They're going to have to go somewhere, right? So let's think that when we come out of lockdown, how do we actually position ourselves to actually take, I don't want to say take advantage, but in some way prepare for that so that we have the best chance of actually making that work. And if I look at us coming out of lockdown, we're going to see the same kind of scenario. People are definitely not going to just go and start traveling again but they're going to look at different workspaces. So for example, first and foremost, some people who would work in a big office are not going to take the chance, even if we're not in lockdown, they're going to want small units to go and in effect homework, but actually in a space that they can now be uncluttered or uninterrupted. That's an opportunity for the Airbnb units is to say, we're offering workspace, right? In, 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 a, in a singular unit as such. We're also going to find people who now have to downscale from 
I've been paying a high rental in a place. I can't afford that anymore. I'm going to need another short-term or a long-term place, but I don't, haven't had the time yet to go and choose um, or find a long-term let like Paul is talking about. I actually just need to take my family and, and downscale because I can't afford to rent in that apartment. I need something smaller. Where am I going to go? That's an intermediate space that the Airbnb unit rent-ready can actually cater for, for maybe a few weeks, a month, two months. So we need to look at how can we structure that. You know, Andrew, I took a look at some of the statistics that at this moment in South Africa, there are only between 0 and 2% of Airbnb hosts that are actually preparing for the mid I'm talking like one week to a one month rental process. Everyone has left their listing the same. It's still like the day rate. It is still uh, the discounts for one week, one month are still very high. So for those listening now, if you're actually taking the advice, taking action and taking the initiative and repivoting and restructuring and changing your titles or your descriptions or your photographs, and I want to chat about that, you're positioning yourself to be the first to market. So these people are looking for that. And let me just share about the photographs, right? I mean, yep. people are looking for, for disinfecting. They want cleanliness. So what I've done is I've loaded onto some of my photographs the proof that we're disinfecting all of our units thoroughly between guests. That's what we were doing before lockdown, but I'm going to promote it even more after lockdown so that, that if someone says, I want to come and stay in your place for a month, they know that I have totally reorganize this to really deal with the health and the well-being of, of my guests. And again, this is all around us doing that now, not after lockdown, because then everyone's going to suddenly be looking. It's really coming into that really now, right? And of course, those are the kinds of things that I'm talking about. I've got a list here of some other things. Let's take um, uh, another scenario of uh, someone who has sold their house, now in financial difficulties, and can't finance a new buy. Where are they going to go? They don't want to now rent for 12 months. They might want to rent just for three months. Where are they going to go? Is that a market that you as the Airbnb host can actually start providing for, at least mm. looking out for, in some way, just being aware of what are the new issues that are going to arise, right? Uh, I mentioned about downscaling of rentals. They're going to need that. You're also going to find people who are realizing that I've sold my house. I'm prepared to buy. But with this possible downturn in the residential market, they're going to be good deals a bit later on. So they want to put pause. They need to move somewhere else to wait out a few months to then pick up a really good residential buy later on. So those are people who are going to need a short-term kind of let. And you know, I shared a bit earlier, both to you and to Paul, I looked on some of these big platforms out there. Who is positioning? Like, which are the, the landlords positioning rentals out there for weekly rents? Nearly all of them are a one-year is the minimum rental they're looking for. So if you're acting now, you could actually position that because when some people say, I need a place for two months because we don't know what's going on, you're going to come up. And that Perfect. is opportunity advantage. Hmm. Absolutely. So, so what you're saying is, is, is the mindset of the majority of the Airbnb hosts right now, according to your statistics, are that they're still looking for one night or one week. And what you're saying is with uncertainty, some people don't want to go for the 12-month uh, lease. They, they don't need it for now, but they might need it for three or four months. So this, this could be a small gap in the market. That's what you're saying, right? Correct. Absolutely. Correct. So, for example, when we had the three days prior to lockdown, I changed my listing titles to reduced rates for a safe lockdown. So straight away, I had this influx of people requesting, because I set my minimum date now was 21 days. It's, you can't book for anything else, which 
I mean, you couldn't in any case because we were in lockdown, but yeah. I for that, which meant that if someone was looking for an alternative to lockdown somewhere, immediately they saw that I was positioning myself. I take it into account. My rates were applicable to that. They were now more you know, midterm rental as opposed to the higher Airbnb rates. That's what I'm talking about. So, of course, I was chosen first, which means I've got through that period. Now I'm starting to target the, you know, who's looking for two months to have a safe isolation or a safe space away from home. And that's where I'm saying we need to start being proactive now. The people listening to this should not be just sitting back and saying, I'm going to wait and see. Right now, you will just totally stand out compared to everyone else in South Africa. And then you will be there like, wow, I, I have made a difference to my listing. And that's what we're creating here. Absolutely, Robert. But now what about what's actually happened with regards to cancellation? So look at Airbnb. Um, you know, just let the audience know, did they give all guests refunds? How did they look after the host? Talk to us about how that situation is currently working. Yeah, so I think many of us all woke up suddenly to the change of Airbnb chime. We love that Airbnb chime, which goes in a ka-ching, because we're like, oh, I got another booking. And then suddenly we just heard that one after another, one after another, all of our guests canceling, no refunds. The guests got their full refund. And we're hearing from Airbnb that the reason behind that is because they wanted to keep the loyalty base of the guests, but it came at the cost of us as hosts. Since then, there have been two updates. We saw recently the CEO, Brian of Airbnb and the founder, came out saying that he had kind of made a mistake that he prioritized the guests, but actually the hosts are really important. So they came back saying that they've got a kind of a strategy plan where they are going to pay back 25% of the cancellation policy that your unit or listing had. And that was part of their, I think, $250 million contribution to this process. Today, just before the call, I went back onto the site to have a look at that being updated. And it seems as if they are saying they will... Uh, adhere or um, uh, confirm and agree to the original cancellation policies that were in place prior to the March the 14th. However, this doesn't unfortunately apply to many of us who had flexible cancellation policies, which meant guests could cancel up to a day before. So actually, in reality, for most of our South Africans, and that's between 60 and 90%, we actually still won't really benefit, but at least we're seeing Airbnb stepping up. And you know we need to keep updating it, and I will post that for you, Andrew, on our COVID nineteen page, so that you can actually, so all of our listeners can see a quick shortcut to where these updates are coming from, Airbnb. Absolutely, thank you so much, Robin. And Paul, coming to you, uh, what's your opinion on this whole uh, what, what what Robin said about there could be a gap in the market with three, four, five months? Do, will you as a letting agent, or do you think some of the landlords or letting agents may need to be a bit more flexible with the term of the leases now? I think, Robin, you great. You mentioned so many fantastic ideas, and I think, you know, I just want to commend you on that because, you know, you were so proactive with your own properties, jumping on it before um, COVID lockdown started. Um, you know, if everyone was pro that proactive, I think they'd be sitting in a different position. But one of the things you raised is don't wait and see, and, and I think that's what's important right now. It's not too late to start taking action and start planning. Use this time to start thinking about your strategy, reorganizing how you're going to implement your plan once, once lockdown stops, and that's what we need to look at. So start negotiating with a letting agent, with a landlord. Um, if, 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 you own a, if you own a property, then you're going to negotiate with a letting agency. If you're a tenant, start negotiating with a landlord. 
um, you know, use this time to start speaking to people and start getting some ideas together as a, as a group. And I think that's what we're trying to do here is to bounce some ideas with people like Robin, who's got experience in that field. But yes, um, people are all going to be flexible, I think, Andrew, after times like this. You know, we're going to have to reinvent many, many businesses and, um, and reinvent ourselves to a certain extent. I mean, if we all just think of the context in, in which we're all working, um, you know, I've never personally um, been at a meeting in a pair of slops and shorts. And, and, and I'm sitting here with a long sleeve shirt and, and I've had, we're adapting the way we do things. And I think that's what we need to take out of this. Um, things are going to change. That's a certainty. Um, is it going to change for the worse? No, but let's just prepare and let's 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 get our heads together and we, we're going to all come through this just fine. There's opportunity out there. Uh, Robin's pointed out a whole lot of it and, and if a whole lot of people apply their minds, there, there's lots more opportunity. Absolutely, true. Paul. And, and let's just say there's someone out there that does have an Airbnb unit and they've made the decision to convert that into a long-term rental, but they've never used a letting agent like just, like just Property. What would that process be? Maybe just walk us quickly through what would the process be of you onboarding a client? They call you and, and what happens next? And how much would you charge more or less? Very simple. The, these times are a little bit more difficult because we can't view a property, but quite easy. Make contact with your local agency who will, if you've got photographs and a description of the property can probably pretty easily give you a sort of interim valuation, rental valuation of what the property will go for in your area. You can go and do your sums and work out, is that okay? Do you want to use an agent taking into account that a typical agency fee goes anywhere between sort of 12 and 15% of the monthly rental? Um, alternatively, you know, you've got options to do it yourself, which comes with a risk. I think your biggest risk when bringing in a long-term let is always just the tenant that you place. And I think that's where agencies pride themselves with um, the secret is putting in the right tenant because that in that way you're not going to have problems, as many problems as you can when you do it yourself. I see you um, are supportive of TPN, Andrew, as I did see yep. their logo up on the back there. Um, they're a wealth of knowledge in that space. They have lots of tools to help with that, um, with screening tenants and applying principles to putting the right tenants in. So that's that's the biggest secret, but work in your numbers um, and factor in a 10, 10 to 15% that you're going to pay an agent and they handle everything from, for you from collection of rentals to handling maintenance, dealing with the contractors, um, giving you the monthly statements um, and basically taking away the pain for you as a property investor. Absolutely. And Paul, what would be one piece of advice that you'd like to leave our listeners today from yourself? I think very, very, very simple is, um, you know, we're all sitting in some form of isolation, uh, be it with our families and our pets. But I, th I think one of the most important things in life, regardless of this situation, is, is stay focused and stay positive. Um, you know, it's very easy to start getting down in circumstances like this, particularly if you're an Airbnb host and you've lost, you've had a whole lot of cancellations, you've lost uh, quite a large amount of income over the next couple of weeks. Um, how soon this thing's going to stop, we don't know. So really in these circumstances, one of the most important things is to focus on the right things, keep your routines going, keep your mind space in the right place, be, be positive and, and lean on other people around you. We're all in this together. Um, this has far-reaching effects across across the world. Not We're not sitting on an island on our own here. So yeah, 
join hands. We're in this together, and uh, we'll all come through this just fine. Absolutely. Thank you so much for, for that, Paul. Ladies and gents, it's Paul Stevens from Just Property. Um, Robin, is there anything else you want to leave the Airbnb host? Anything else that you want to add? I know you've got a wealth of knowledge. Uh, we've still got some time, so go for it. Great. Thank you. So, yes, I do, actually. Um, and I still want to answer your question. Do we have some opportunities coming down the pipeline? So I'm going to, yes. say, and I'm going to say that. <laughs> coming back, though, to part of what Paul was also sharing is, you know, I'm a firm believer of, as an entrepreneur as well, and as a property investor, is to actually test the market. So like, like you were sharing, you know, well, we've got usually very good photographs because we're Airbnb hosts, which have great photographs already on our listing. So why not actually test that? Say that from the 1st of May, my apartment or my unit or my house is available for a six-month or one-year let. And you might find you will be getting responses back saying, I'm interested, I would like to, could we have a viewing after lockdown? Because those people, like genuine everyday people, are still looking for places to stay in. And this is a way for you actually to start to feel out the market instead of actually waiting and then doing it. So I'm a big a big fan of let's test before we commit. And in that way, definitely, those people will be looking now. Those people who have just been retrenched, or as I said, need to tighten the belt, downscale, they're going to be searching right now for possible rentals starting 1st of May or 1st of June after they may have to give notice to their landlords. And who they're going to choose? Well, yours is now one of those available. So that's one way for you to test it. So I think that's definitely something that we're doing already at the moment. We're starting to go onto the different platforms and actually listing our units to see what the response is before we make decisions, because we always want to make informed decisions, right? As property investors, we'll make informed decisions. And then secondly, to answer your question about pipelines down, down or coming down the pipeline, 100%. This for me is an opportunity where you're going to have many, many uh, hosts and landlords who have given Airbnb a go. And like Paul says, just don't feel cut out for it from whether it's the workload or the administration side of it. And we'll say, I'm actually either wanting to sell furniture and all, which means you can pick up rent-ready um, places, or for those of us who also love the rent-to-rent model, they're going to be uh, landlords and hosts out there who are saying, I don't want to do Airbnb anymore, but I will rent to you, and then you can do the Airbnb and take the risk. And that, for me, is never going to be better than the next few months that we're going to go into. So for those who have courage or have the backing or the insights to actually take advantage of, the, of those opportunities, this is going to be the, the, yeah, the, the best time that we're going to be start seeing where it's a win-win for us and the landlord, but it's just going to be so much easier for us to expand that portfolio. And that's what I'm preparing for. It's one of my students. We're really looking at if this comes, we want to make sure our ducks in a row. Absolutely, Robin. Um, Paul, I'm, I'm going to be coming to you in a second about the impact on the rental market after lockdown. Uh, but just, just before I do that, uh, Carlos asked a question. I've got more than 17 rooms in front of me, but can't furnish them due to lockdown. What do you suggest? Well, we can't go furnish them while we're in lockdown. We, we can't leave a house until after lockdown. I mean, Robin, do you have anything to say on that point? So it's really interesting that whatever, like, we can do preparation for when we're released from lockdown. So that is one of the things that we do have the time to do now. So if there is furniture, you can like put your orders in. Be first in line because trust me, yeah. once we all back, we're going to have a backlog of our plumbers and electricians and all orders from factories that are going to take a while. So you want to get them in now so that the moment it's done, you're first in line. And I would definitely say you've got to plan for that period. It's tough now that we're in lockdown if you haven't done that already. Yeah, your chance to to get it going. 
Absolutely. Um, Paul, I'm going to come back to you. Um, just from Miguel, he wants to know, what do you expect the impact to be to the rental market post-lockdown? Hi, Miguel. Is that Miguel from ABSA? Yeah. <laughs> and he, he's got a few units there um, spread around. Good, good question, Miguel. Um, quite, quite a difficult one to answer. So I'm going to make some assumptions. Um, you know, like I think we, we mentioned in our discussion prior to going live that none of us hold crystal balls. Um, but I, I don't believe it's going to have much of an effect on the rental market. The rental market um, is very resilient. The whole property market is something that I think is very resilient. Um, the Airbnb being uh, very much involved with, with transport and, and people that are traveling, uh, unfortunately, in times like this, that's, that's where it has taken a little bit of a knock. But your long term, um, the effect that we don't know we're gonna, what we're going to reel in yet is going to be the effect that it's had on the economy and how the economy has had its effect on people being retrenched and you know people's salaries being cut. So that is the long-term effect that I, I start to see having some form of impact on rentals. Long-term rentals is going to be our rental collection and how effectively we're going to be able to collect our rent, I think, is where you need to lean on, on property managers because that's our job. There's no emotions tied to it. Um, we know how to do it and we know how to do it to the best of our abilities without um, getting sensitive with the situation that we find ourselves in. But Miguel, I, I, I think we, we're going to be fine with, with rentals um, going forward. It's always going to be a thing that's in demand as property investors. Um, there's, there's a growing pool of tenants in our country and in the world, uh, particularly with millennials that are, that are coming through that um, – are not people that typically purchase properties, but rather rent. And then with the demographics of South Africa, with this massive pool of, of people coming from informal settlements and moving into the cities, there's more and more of a demand on, on rentals, and, and that's going to continue to grow. And as long as you've got demand, um, things will be fine. It's just finding those right tenants, putting on the pressure on getting your rental um, going forward, coming out of the lockdown, how long the lockdown is gonna is gonna last? None of us really know. We all have certain feelings, and I think that's gonna have the impact on the economy and and us collecting rentals. So that's that's the short term thing. The long term, we we wait and see, and we'll let this unfold week by week. Absolutely, Paul. Thanks for that. I think on that topic as well. Um, just for all the listeners watching this. Please remember that there is an educational webinar this evening at 6 p.m. Just go to www.safpropertynetwork.com where we're going to keep talking about buy-to-let, long-term rentals, and where we see the opportunity is going to be in a few weeks' time. So again, it's a free webinar. It's there to educate you. It's there to help you. Go to our safpropertynetwork.com, register for free, and we'll be back on there at 6 p.m. this evening. Um, Robin, coming to you. A quick comment from yourself about um, the impact on the rental market, and then just leave us with one piece of advice for our listeners. So I really liked what Paul had said that you know people need a place to stay. We will that will that will keep being there, and the focus is definitely going to be on the relationship around how we manage that. Um, and that is even for the rental agents who are collecting on our behalf. It's still about our relationship to them and their relationship to our tenants, and I think. This is really the relationship phase that's like on steroids, really that's showing up in the property investing. And we often know that property investing is not just about the asset of brick and mortar, but about the relationships we're creating in that, uh, in, in that segment. And I think that's really going to be 
a, a strong one. And you know, regardless of the rental, I want to make sure that I am uh, in the top of the choices of people wanting to rent. So I often don't just measure by averages. I want to know that I'm way above average. And that leads me to my last point, which is, you know, success in real estate investing is not the absence of problems, but in our ability to work through them and deal with them. And this is exactly just another one of those scenarios. You know, Paul mentioned he's seen these kinds of cycles before. You know, this isn't the first time that we've had challenges and problems. And already I have shared with, with our listeners some really creative and uh, clever ways to actually get back on there and not be the victim of the situation in spite of all the difficulties that we're facing. So I'm definitely there saying be proactive, be informed, stay updated with SAPN, really you know, use this information to make informed decisions and creative strategies. And with that, you'll definitely come through this, not only surviving, but, not only surviving, but thriving and successful. Awesome. Thank you so much, Robin and Paul. Um, a reminder to our listeners, we will be coming to you live um, every Tuesday and Thursday at 1 p.m. And it is free. And this is this is a value add to all of you. Every week will be a different topic. Um, on Tuesday, we had, we're, we're discussing the banks and what relief they would get. Today, as you can see, Robin Booth and Paul, all about short-term letting. Um, and we will be going into that further next week. So ladies and gents, uh, please remember to join our COVID page. Uh, Robin and Paul will be posting stuff, some stuff on there to help you move forward. And if you have any questions, please ask them. Um, and feel free to visit our Facebook group um, to ask us any questions on there. Go to SA Property Investors Group, ask us any questions. If you're stuck, if you need to get hold of the rental recovery pack uh, where tenants and owners can communicate, just visit the, the COVID page um, and you can download it for free. Ladies and gents, that's it for today. Um, I'll see some of you this evening at 6 p.m. I've invited Rio Nordia. I've invited Leroy Slava. I've invited Zach Maeza. It's going to be a great webinar for an hour and a half. Ladies and gents, I'll see you tonight. Thank you for joining us on Prop Chat, brought to you by SA Property Investors Network. Make sure you visit their website, www.sapropertynetwork.com, where you will find ebooks, webinars, newsletters, training videos, property assessment tools, event tickets, and much more. Hit subscribe in your podcast app so you'll never miss a show. SA Property Investors Network, a place where property investors meet. Connect today, expand tomorrow.